0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another wonderful edition of Bell and the Birdman. It is our birthday month. We're so excited. We're going to give you money and a whole bunch of other stuff. So uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But of course, to my left, the most beautiful man on this program... <laughs> It is Vince Quinn. How are you, Vince? I like how you've said that like
1: <laughs> five times in the last two months. We're not going to stop now. Uh, yeah. I'm gorgeous, folks. What can I say? Hide your wives and girlfriends. Uh, but uh, yes. Yeah. Unless they're in
0: the presence of one Taylor Credatus, then I would suggest maybe tremble lightly because I've known Taylor's, you know, snatched some girls in his day. So I'm just saying. He <laughs> doesn't need it now, but I'm just, yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
1: So uh, yeah, hi John. <laughs> uh, speaking of changes with uh, partnerships, yes, I feel like we've been. Did you notice the defensive coordinator changes oh, that my were probably? God yes,
0: yeah. And I love. By the way, I would like to give a congratulations to the entire Eagles fan base because it seems like everyone went. Um, well, we missed the Shane Steichen news somehow last year, and we're not missing shit this year. And right away, as soon as Jonathan Gannon perked his ears up during his. Uh, press conference this week and said that uh denard wilson is my right hand guy or whatever it is we're like oh oh, that's the guy there he is that's the next defensive coordinator so there you go and by the way may i say vince quinn take a fucking bow
1: (laughs) thank you come on where's the the, thank you thank you 100
0: people audience we paid to come in here today like you nailed this thing we mentioned it previewing training camp coming into this we've had a few days now they are way walking down three four avenue jordan davis looks amazing and we've got a new defensive coordinator Yeah, it's four days. We figured out a lot. This is great.
1: We have figured out a lot. And there's there's one thing I really want to figure out. And I'll probably get mad at you for it, but we're going to figure it out. But yeah, thinking about the whole Denard Wilson thing, too, because think about this, right? The Eagles decide this whole offseason. They've got all this goddamn time, Uh, especially after the draft. And now they had a lot of time. They, have on the day that everything's getting started, all right, let's announce all these additional changes in promotions. Yeah. And so one of them that they announced was, yes, Denard Wilson becomes your passing game coordinator. So if Jonathan Gannon is going to be getting promoted and going somewhere else, well, now Denard Wilson's your guy. So here's one thing I decided to do, John, because yeah. I asked myself the question once he got that promotion and the clear nod that he could be the next guy, I was like, who the fuck's Denard Wilson? Like, I just didn't know. <laughs> I, I knew he existed, but... Cornerback, Washington. Well, I don't know. Yeah, safety, and that's it, I think. For, yeah. He was a corner for like a practice squad. You yeah. know, like he didn't even do anything back in two thousand four. So you're like, oh my God, this guy just hasn't like, who is he? And what is it what has he done? You know, who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> so uh I was I was looking into it a little bit, and like for people who are looking for the spark notes of this, yeah. He's with the Rams for a couple of years. That is the Greg Williams, Jeff Fisher era. My goodness, baby. Uh some good times there. And then God bless him. Uh went over to the Jets. And spent some time, The, the claim to fame now for Denard Wilson, by the way, potential future coordinator for the Eagles here is he made Jamal Adams an all-pro player. I all knew that was player. coming. I knew that yeah. was coming. That's the claim. Like, it's on his <laughs> Wikipedia. It's in a couple of articles I'd read about him. Like, it's yeah. all over the place. So, like, guys, no, you won't believe it. He made Jamal Adams this guy that's a complete failure in Seattle that they traded all these picks for. He made yes. him the guy.
0: Listen, if he's the hoodwink of safeties, like Andy Reid was the hoodwink of quarterbacks, I'm in. That's already positive for me. So, Imagine what right. he could
1: have done with Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. But <laughs> Oh, we'll talk about yeah, Kyle Hamilton. It's, it's, well, we're uh, gonna oh, we're going to talk fine. about that. Yeah, I got tagged a million (gasps) times for that one. (laughs) Thank you. Um, so, yeah, like it, it's he, he did all that stuff. He, he survived like in uh, when the Jets, Todd Bowles got fired at yeah. that one point. And then Adam Gase took over. Uh, <laughs> he, he stayed in that transition because Greg I'm Williams so was there. Sorry.
0: No wonder we haven't heard of him.
1: So, yeah, I mean, it's like it's not <laughs> this illustrious. Oh, my God, kind of career. Like maybe the Jamal Adams thing is something. Maybe it isn't. Uh, so I have no idea if he's any good, but they kind of slipped that under the radar at the start yeah. of training camp. And I thought it was important. But I- even more important, John, because this did get a little bit of attention, but but I don't think it's really gotten enough. Yeah, Hassan Redick dropping into coverage oh. is like, oh uh, no, it's, it's getting attention. Yeah, it's uh, that's a crime. That well, is an absolute crime. It's not a crime,
0: and I'm going to tell you why. But I do have one more point on our friend uh, Denard Wilson. Sure. Um, as such, as you know, we know this. As Shane Steichen is the right hand man to Nick Sirianni, and what happened last year? Uh, he literally stopped calling the plays and handed it over to Shane. So let me just jog your memory here, Vince. You tell me if I'm on the right path. I think Denard Wilson's already calling plays has to be because if they, both sides of the ball were kind of a mess in terms of like execution, right? So Nick is going, okay, I'm not good yet at, at the execution of this I can plan. That's basically what we were sold with what JG is in the first place. So he went from, being upstairs in the booth, I think, to begin the beginning of the year, to then downstairs and huddled with everybody else, to then being on the opposite 20 of where the the offense was at from the opposing offense, and viewing it that way. He did not look like a guy that's constantly in his mic calling the plays. And if you go back from those weeks when they started running the football and getting things in place... He was not calling plays. In fact, all of that communication between Nick Sirianni, I believe, and who the hell do you think he's talking to when he says, it's always fucking him when he's talking about Derek Barnett going offside. It's not talking to the D-line coach. He's not talking to the guy that's executing plays. He's talking to Jonathan Gannon. Who was it? Who went offside, John? It was Derek Barnett. It's always fucking him. I can just see that happening. There is no way... Jonathan Gannon has been calling plays since uh, week seven of last season, and Wilson is also calling plays going into this season. There's no doubt about it bookmark this day because I think that's what we also discovered too there's no way that they're not doing both
1: well I wouldn't be surprised and when you think about the Sirianni Gannon relationship yes these are guys that very much believe in each other have similar approaches to all this stuff and if Sirianni who took Gannon along for this ride goes yeah man I'm a head coach and managing all this stuff it's different it's harder and Gannon's like yeah I want to do that well (laughs) I'm not going to be calling defensive plays if if I'm the head coach maybe he's not exactly why why does he have to be that guy you know.
0: And he shouldn't, especially no. knowing that we think he's gonna be a head coach next year and be like, Well, that answered my question. Well, who the hell are you handing it off to? He already did. He probably already did. Yeah, he probably did. So They thought I he would... was gonna get the job. So, yes, of course they needed a signal caller ready to go. And in fact, I believe Mike Caven pointed that out last offseason and going, it would be somebody internal, they wouldn't go out while you were like swathing over Vic Fangio and Russell Wilson and blah, 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 blah. so Let's not remember that off season, shall we? Yeah, I'm. I'm happy to forget <laughs> it too. Uh, Is that what Vic Pangio sounds like he, when he eats a can of beans? Yes, he sounds like an
1: old motorboat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I love him. laughs> and
1: he was at Eagles practice, by the way. So yeah, that was that was funny. Uh, alternate realities, <laughs> but. Yeah, so, so with all that, then, yes. let's get to the let's, creme de la creme. Here. Yeah, because Hassan Reddick dropping of coverage is ridiculous. Oh. Oh, yeah. he, he is the creme de la creme, I don't, ha- I don't care. Kyle
0: Hamilton, I, let me just say that real fine. quick. Kyle Hamilton getting lit up by a oh, dude who retired God. from the NFL and <laughs> was in the USFL. Like, uh, okay, every Ravens fan got into, well, one Ravens fan got into my mentions, was of course like, oh, you think Kyle Hamilton's here to play press coverage? Yes, Sometimes. You're going to be asked to do that against tight ends, but certainly not little slot okay. fast guys. Apparently, okay. <laughs>
1: and it's also it's training camp, and it's early in training yeah, camp. And I like know. I'm not, I'm not. I see the tweets, people. I'm honored mm-hmm. that you think of me. Honestly, it's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. Send me all the Kyle Hamilton Tate. I can take it. Guy's a phenomenal yeah. player. I'm not backing down on it. Kyle Hamilton cooked being trending on twitter yes. is just amazing yes. like that, those three words specifically together yeah. and he took it in stride he even tweeted it was like hey, i'm getting roasted on this app right now so he <laughs> he gets it i i'm not worried
0: about Unlike that like jalen rager but, and miles sanders so you can learn a lesson there fellas. well yeah
1: and we can talk about them <laughs> oh, too but,
0: but but yeah this whole this whole reddick thing what is it why is your balls hurt that he's getting into coverage again
1: yeah that's not what he's good at he doesn't want to do it <laughs>
0: He has no interest in being a coverage linebacker. None. You better get on the phone and you better talk to Jonathan Gannon right now because let me just make sure I have this right. Yeah. Jonathan Gannon literally said he's great in coverage.
1: Yeah. Jonathan Gannon is wrong. (laughs) So he's lying. No, he's wrong. I I think he fully believes it when he says it, but he is fundamentally wrong. And everything about Hassan Reddick's career tells you that. Everything.
0: If you don't mind, I'm going to give Vince Quinn here the floor and I'm going to Tell me why it's a bad idea that Hassan... I want this fully laid out. Tell me
1: why Hassan Redick in coverage would be bad. He did it himself when he was going to Carolina. He explained everything that happened, and think about the life cycle of this. Hassan Reddick starts at Temple. He's an edge rusher. That's what makes him compelling. He's an outside linebacker, but he's an edge rusher. Does a pretty damn good job at it. Gets drafted in the first round by the Cardinals. What do the Cardinals do? They fuck it up completely, ruin his reputation, and don't use him properly at all. He was an inside linebacker. They used him in coverage. He wasn't any good at it. He didn't do anything. Lost a lot of snaps. Hardly ever rushed the passer, and, and became nothing so in desperation trying to save this ruined asset that was Hassan Redick a first round pick on a rookie deal they decided to switch him back as being an edge rusher and let him do his thing so what happens immediately double digit sacks he gets another chance double digit sacks he goes to Carolina double digit sacks and now the Eagles look at him and go oh We should drop this guy into coverage all the time. That's not what he said. He said he's good at coverage. He doesn't want to do it. Hassan Reddick does not want to be a coverage guy. He has many quotes on the record saying, I want to be rushing the passer. That's what I'm best at. That's what I do. I still feel like I'm scratching the surface. And if you think this guy can be like a 15-sack guy, maybe he can. But (laughs) if he's wasting time and he's being a coverage guy and they're going to like 50-50 this uh, and primarily make sweat the guy that is just rushing every single time, I just— I think it's a mistake.
0: Uh, okay, now that you have done having a poopy pants moment, and the rest of Eagles Twitter probably does too, and um, I can't remember who was like really hard up about this too, and who reacted to everybody, it. The most, everybody. Just, everybody, if he's going to do it at least once a game, and that's okay. Once a game is fine. But so that's all he's talking about. He's dro- that's what you're getting poopy right pants now, about. Right now, he's dropping into coverage regularly. If that's oh if, no, because yes. he's learning how to do it in training camp.
1: No. It's, no, it, oh, no, It's, it's philosophy, okay. right? You're, you're setting the base things for what you want to do, and you're going to have the guys spend the most time practicing the things they will most routinely do. If you're going to do it once in a while as a change-up to go, oh, yeah, we tricked you he's backing up here and he's playing coverage again. Oh, the linebacker's back. Like, fine. I I understand that. That is the life of a 3-4 end. Once in a while, he's going to have to do it. But if he thinks he's a legitimate coverage guy and wants to plan stuff around Reddick dropping back rather than charging somebody, it's wrong. I mean, and and to to get to this point (laughs) where you just paid this guy. You have never seen it once in your life, and you're like, that's wrong. It's not what he does. He's a pass rusher. Is Von Miller, do you want to see him dropping back into coverage all the time? No. D- is this
0: guy Von Miller? No. He's not even fucking JJ Watt. He's not even close to like anything. So? JJ even- Watt was one of the greatest defenders that ever lived this- when he
1: was at his peak. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, and and like this is not. Hassan Reddick is a hybrid, a tweener. And if he's got no. a problem with what he's got to do. That's his problem because he's not totally an edge rusher and he's not totally a linebacker. He's, The thing, you know, and it's a it's a hard concept for a lot of people to kind of like, what do I do with you? There is this large conversation about Miles Jack, and he's kind of around that class, too. They I remember takes and I was probably a part of him, too. Wow. He's so athletic. Maybe he can be a safety and like you can really have this masterful. Like this is what we are in in terms of the NFL and where it's at with these tweener guys. And that's exactly what. Hassan Reddick is. He's a tweener. No. He's no. not a pure pass rusher. No. That's his bas- best asset, and I agree. By a mile. L- but not, let's not act as if the man didn't play linebacker at all in college in this hybrid role where he is and does have range and is quick enough to cover people. Like, I'm assuming in, in the same way that you look at Nicobe Dean and you look at Hassan Reddick, you're not going to use them the same way ever. I wouldn't, they, sh- they better not. And I wouldn't, use, I wouldn't say N'Kobe Dean's got to put his hand to the ground, but I also wouldn't be shocked one day if you just see it. Like, I, I don't know. He, he'll never put his hand to the ground. What am I saying? But, I mean, like stacked behind a a, a a different guy or whatever, you're going to see a ton of different looks all the time. Jonathan Gannon's goal is to make you confused now. All of the time, we've heard Kaiser White's name being called out pretty much all training camp since it started. So I guess I'll take my early lumpings for that. He's still going to get cut. I mean, like whatever. I just don't trust Howie Roseman to sign a, a starting, a you know, middle or outside linebackers. But like, um, it's it's going to come from a lot of different places. We're still stuck in this four three mindset of like, oh my god. What is Brandon Graham doing here then? What is Josh Sweat doing here then? What is even Derek Barnett still doing here then? If they're completely transitioning into that, why do you have all these ends with Hassan Reddick if that's what you think he can truly do as a pure pass rusher? He fucking can't. He can't. The moment that anybody or any good left or right tackle, wherever they line him up on, stiffs him, he needs room clearance and that's how he gets his sacks. He is not going to rip and roar time and rep over and over again. He needs help and he's just as athletic as a N'Kobe Dean. He's just a lot fucking bigger and can't yeah. cover as much ground but still can cover ground. No, That's having, what I'm saying. Having He's the physical
1: ability to do it and being good at it are different things. Is he good at coverage? If he was, he would have been fine as an inside linebacker. He wasn't comfortable in the spacing no and the positioning way. and the fighting against guards. And it didn't your work. outside
0: linebacker needs to look more like a safety. He kind of does, but like not enough. That's what I mean. It's he'll never He'll never be a pure anything. That's my point. You're acting as if he's like, a
1: speed rusher.
0: <laughs> I guess
1: that's what he is. That is what he's best at. Remember, who's I who's mean, better, I, him, him, or Micah Parsons? Micah, right now, Micah Parsons okay. had eleven did, sacks did a line, and lined did up a line, and covered a little better. Right, yeah, right. so he's
0: better. Right. So that's that's what I mean. But right? That's, that's yes. the best version of Hassan Riddick, and we don't even have anything close well, he's to not
1: that. Because he's supposed to be more of a rusher. He is a speed rusher. You put him on the outside. The 3-4 does benefit him for that. That's where he wants to be, but he wants to do it as an edge rusher primarily. If it's a 50-50 split or a 70-30 or even an 80-20, I think it's a mistake. His job is to be but out there hand, on the field. His hand's not going to be in the ground a lot either. Well, no, but that's that's all up to him, and he had those choices even in Carolinas. So I was The, the more I've seen seen it. He's had the opportunity to stand, put his hand down. He could make the call. They let him do that and he was comfortable with that, but that's what he was comfortable doing. So let him stay where he is comfortable. I mean, remember, I I was cracking all these jokes when they first signed him because they listed him as a linebacker. Yeah. And then they very quickly deleted that because... He didn't like playing linebacker previously, you know? So it was just (laughs) – it was one of those little things where, like, what were the discussions they had with him about coverage when they signed him? Did they tell him he was primarily going to be an edge rusher? Is it just a distraction and they're getting him reps? Like, I I don't know. That might just be, like, a
0: tag situation if he wants to get classified as – because I don't know what his contract situation is going to be, but, like, if you want to be classified as an edge rusher and not a linebacker, there's a big – money gap in terms of that. I don't know if that factors into it,
1: but I'm assuming that's mostly what that is. Well, part of its responsibilities, and it doesn't matter too much because he, he got the deal now, you know? Right, but right. like, the the main thing is, and think about this taking it the next step further, because as a starter, he's going to be on the outside as, a, as an edge, and that's fine. But like nickel situations, for example, because mm-hmm. if he if if Gannon thinks, which is basically a starting formation, like it's a you, every team is a four three three four nickel, whatever the Eagles are, all of those things will be all of those things. So is Hassan Reddick going to be a nickel linebacker? Like, are they do yes, they trust him? Sometimes See, you want to know why. I want to no. know why no. because
0: you're still stuck in. Jonathan Gannon's going to sit back with all these stupid fucking windows and let everybody attack the middle of the field and not get beat them deep and you're you're still assuming we're in this Jim Shorts world. If my slot, like Avante Maddox, who's the baddest motherfucker on the planet, wants to slice in there and do a slot blitz, I need Hassan Reddick to kick back and cover that guy for about a second and no, a half. No, you don't. Which he can do so to confuse the defense. That's what he means. In situations where you need to have different chess pieces and different ways of attacking. Sometimes I'm going to need my slot guy to come in there and go bust somebody's ass up on the blind side or whatever it is. And for them to get spooked by that and then all of a sudden to see Hassan Redick covering and panic throw or whatever, that does happen all of the time even if the sack doesn't come down as I almost knock over my liquid death which is soothing my rant here. But like, that's what you got to start thinking about man. It's lining up all these chess pieces and what if you're going, and I, and I really don't know if Kaiser White can cover or not. It doesn't seem like he's the guy either. But I want to reintroduce Kayvon Wallace into this as well uh, because, like, that's where you uh, have. Oh, no,
1: what are you all on uh, about? Oh yeah, and he I, stinks! It, it,
0: no, I would, I would, I would include Davion Taylor or whoever. Well, whatever chess works. Pieces are in all of yes. these. So think of this as just bigger, bigger, bigger. You're shooting from all these different places. Maybe it's a sun. It's a sun. Eighty-two percent of the game, and all of a sudden, bang! It comes from the slot instead of him, and he's co- like. It's constantly this, who's shooting and who's going back, who's shooting and who's going back. They have the versatility to do a lot of that now. A lot of it is attacking. It is going to be attack. Yes. But if you're getting your ass kicked and you need to hold up, like you need to throw different stuff at them. All the bullshit that we talk about, about, how come Brady and Breeze and all the, like when we used to talk about slicing them up and you can't blitz them, you can't do this, you can't do that, da, 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 da.
1: Well- now you need to be able to do everything, and that's what he's trying to build. But here. that's why you have a whole complement of all these different guys, and they are exactly. athletes. Yes, they have athletes <laughs> and linebacker right now. Like you, you have D. They're all you have not the same. C.J. Edwards, Davion Taylor. Yeah, I know. But those, those are the guys that are getting all those major reps right now. Those are your linebackers, and like those are your middle guys in the formation. Well, a let, spot let, that Reddick didn't may,
0: play. I know where we can get to. Tell me who can cover better as a linebacker, and you just feel more comfortable if he said it. Well, right
1: now, I would rather give all those reps to Kobe Dean and let him be the guy. And when you're in nickel situations, let him ride. And if you're going to blitz him, you can do it out of that spot. But he is your coverage guy. He can be out there. He can hold his own, cover a tight end if you have to. Like, let him do all those things because you want him to be that guy. You have Hassan Reddick in his prime. He wants to get better as a pass rusher. And if they're going to make it a major emphasis of his game rather than something he can do once in a while to give you a different look, that is a mistake. It, it's just <laughs> it, it's it's not the best way to use the guy that you just put a lot a lot of money into in a brand new defense like Jordan Davis for yeah. all the accounts of things that I'm hearing right now he's in on early downs which we thought we talked about that last time figured he would get a lot of the early down reps he would be starting there and it's a question of how do they mix the guys around him so yeah. they're doing that that's totally okay he's going to be your nose he's not playing three four end right now like they're saying you're the nose play the nose do nose stuff and learn all those things that's where it should be the same thing with Reddick, even though he's a vet because this is what he's going to do he's primarily an edge rusher <laughs> next to these guys like just rush and keep growing because that's that's what he's here for. He's here I know to get that. sacked. I, it's, you're not like
0: if you freak out over one to two snaps a game where, like, I agree. If it is not exotic looking when he's dropping back into coverage, yes, stop fucking don't do no. that over and over again just to be exotic. If you're doing it to set up something... Yes, well, I mean like yes, let me let me just let me just regular reps do you know, is my problem. Here's one of the greatest thing Do you remember one of the greatest moments outside of the Philly special in Super Bowl history ever happening? What's the first thing defensively that might come to your brain and uh, uh Not not the Eagles. Not the Eagles. There's one game in particular that is a monster of a game from an inter- from a guy that intercepted a ball, ran it back, James Harrison. That's exactly what I'm talking about because over and over again, what, would you expect James Harrison to cover once in your life? No. No. Not for one second. But if Hassan Redick just, I'm just replacing him and putting him there, and you're going, ah, bang, I got you. I'm actually sitting in the short zone, and you expect me to be in your face. And now I'm going to run one 99 yards back. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly calculated. That's all he's saying, Vince Quinn. Eagles Twitter. Everybody calm the fuck down. You're going to have to do that in a three four defense. It's what it does.
1: No, it's volume. The problem is volume. If he's <laughs> dropping back all the time and doing it all the time, then it's, it tends you to make you believe that he's going to do it he's all the time. He's not going to do it all the time. Well, and, and when I get assurance it's that he won't, I'll be fine.
0: camp, they have to go over the, sh- the same play 90 times in one day in a two-hour session sometimes. Everybody that does that, and let's just get right into the Miles Sanders stuff. Do you mind? Sure. First of all, uh, let's uh, clench our thirst and murder it at the same time With these wonderful liquid deaths, Because, man, Miles, Jesus. (laughs) Go to liquideth.com slash bell to get free shipping on every case of liquid death that you order. It is the best mountain water made in a can at 16.9 ounces. (sighs) I'm confused. Completely confused by uh, a couple of things. One, why does Miles Sanders give a shit about what Zach Berman thinks? (laughs) Number one. Zach Berman. You mean you don't? No, I'm saying (laughs) Zach Berman. I love Zach Berman. Zach Berman is like the sweetest man alive. He's there to tell facts as he, like, it is as pretty straightforward as a report as you can get. That's why we love Berman. If you are getting upset about Zach Berman saying you were second in the rotation on the first media day of camp, your head is in the wrong place and it has been ever since and the way we rip Jalen Rager is the same way we should be ripping Miles Sanders but for some magical reason and I know the reason it's the offensive line he doesn't have to catch footballs all he's got to do is run behind the best goddamn I keep saying it the best offensive line in football that's all he has to do. And he's so petrified. He is Carson Wentzing hard right now. He is terrified of what he, the, the whole give me my respect. Go fucking get it. Go get it. That's shut us up. You're not good enough right now, Miles. I don't know what to say. Catch a few more balls better, score a touchdown. Then we'll shut up. It's pretty easy. Now you're worrying about every little thing. Jalen Rager, stop capping for this guy. No one at training camp has any idea what they're looking at. It has no impact whatsoever on you making the roster whatsoever. It is all about your ego. Fact. From the whole way, I don't know what I'm looking at at training camp. I had no idea. I thought Jordan Maiolotto was a lost cause. Did I see one fucking tweet from him? No. Does Elliot Shore Parks know what he's looking at? No. Did Les Bowen? No. Does Jeff McClain? No. How does, dare you? Does Jimmy <laughs> Kemsky No. Does anyone? No. It's all just what we th- we we are not told what the drills are happening at the time. We don't know if it's supposed to, for the offense to win. We don't know if the defense is supposed to win. We're just observing stuff. It's just stuff. It doesn't fucking matter. Howie Roseman matters. Nick Sirianni matters. Your running back coach matters. Everything else matters. Why do you give a shit about what we say? It doesn't affect anything unless you want it to, and you want it to. And I think that was what Jason Kelsey's message, which was, I, by the way, got a small bone to pick with you, JC. Uh, JC, JK. Um, I understand completely what he meant. When the media thinks we're shit, we usually do good. Yeah. And when it's good, da-da-da. There's this part of me that also goes, yes, but there's this undying loyalty that a lot of Eagles players, not Jason, seek throughout with no booze, no anything. So which one is it? Do you want us to get hyped up or not? Because I will gladly turn the switch off and yell at you and nitpick if that's what makes you better you tell me what to do i thought it was being a loyal pump you up let's go let's believe let's do this shit if you don't want to do that anymore let me know i'm happy to bash you all the time is that what they want is that what jason's saying let's make bad narratives let's let miles and jalen rager keep reacting to these things and like what do you want what does this team want vince quinn i don't fucking understand
1: I don't know. I I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it is so annoying when you get into stuff like this. Cause like for Miles Sanders to be bent out of shape about it, they were at a practice where he took every single snap with the second team. So what else do you think? Like it's oh, okay. He was a second teamer today. That is a fact of the matter. The guy was a second team player for that day. Kenny Gainwell was with the ones, and he was with the twos. That has not happened before. That was not a thing last year. You know. So. Okay, things have changed a little bit. And if that bothers you, yeah, get over it. Like it it I mean, think about the real world situations of these games anyway. He rotated last year, he yeah. rotated this year. It is what it is. Like it's it's just the nature of the beast. So for him to be so bent out of shape about this, yeah, prove it. Like the biggest thing for me is, and, and we've argued about this and you've laughed at me a lot, it's the way he played the last couple of weeks of the season where he hit the hole. He was a much better player. And there it is again. He was a mu- he was a much better player. Go watch it. He was a much better player. I don't know what to tell you. He was infinitely better.
0: Almost cost his team a couple of games.
1: Okay? He was, he yeah. was the last couple of games specifically, he was way better. And if he's pissed off and be and, and that pissed off thing leads him to be focused enough to actually consistently hit the hole. He could be amazing this year. I mean, I honestly, I look at Miles Sanders where he could finish this season as one of the top, I don't know, five to seven running backs in football probably, if he played it probably right. Probably could. And, and last year, the biggest catalyst for him was Jordan Howard almost taking his job. Jordan Howard is not back mm. here. Nobody's thought about it. Nobody said a word. I was right about Jordan Howard. You're you welcome. Were right. so, <laughs> uh, so all that stuff came yeah. around. You know, like, can Miles Sanders be amazing and all pro player this year? Maybe. Maybe he could also be so scared about this and so paranoid about all this other stuff. that That's it, it, why it, he's yeah. going to
0: fail. That's why I'm betting on him not living up to whatever expectation he has for himself or whatever this respect thing that he's chasing. He's not going to get it. Just like Jalen Rager didn't because he's too worried about us, this, whatever. I keep telling you, this is not for you. This is for us. This is for us. It's not like bright like it is not not sending these
1: things to miles sanders to be like miles i hope you listen yeah i'm not be listening and
0: and hear me criticize you or praise you or whatever it's not whatever we're talking about ball as best as we know it and i know like we miss just as much as john Clark or everybody else does but it doesn't like how like we started this whole august with training camp doesn't matter unless you're a player then apparently it does matter good lord calm down (laughs) that's all i mean it's zach berman
1: and he was he was stating
0: facts yeah,
1: it's That was it. He just goes, he took all of the snaps with the second team. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I've been hearing all these reports that Miles Sanders, scumbag of the earth, has yeah. decided to not be a yeah. first team player. Like it wasn't it wasn't character. Miles Sanders, <laughs> comma, total piece of shit was on the second team. Like, I, <laughs> come I, like, on, good man. Good Lord, man. Yeah. Like, if anything, why just go to Sirianni and be like, dude, why was I not getting any first team reps? Like, that's that's a discussion. Yeah. You know? Okay. Sure. Did he say the same thing they which, did to
0: the press? Was just like, just rotation, boss. No big deal. Yeah.
1: And Sirianni <laughs> was like, "Sanders is our guy." So, yeah. as as far as it's concerned, everything is fine. Everything is normal. Nothing has changed. The first day
0: of training camp, he had to come out and say, "Miles is still our guy," because of Miles Sanders. Yeah. Not because of anything else. Like they that that tells me you're very worried. And guess what? That means once Kenny Gainwell gets off of this illness? COVID? I can't remember when I think he
1: skipped practice. Maybe I have that wrong. But, I don't know. Uh, I missed... Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but he's... Look, Kenny Gainwell's damn good, <laughs> He's okay? Just, the guy's really good. He he caught on last year, too, in the back half that of the season. Hurts. He was a touchdown monster in the second half of the season, which he did in the goal line, by the way, mm-hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. And, you know, like, pay attention, Miles. <laughs> so, like, all of that stuff matters. And for Miles Sanders, it's like, it's so funny because you think about where the frustration comes from from the fans. Because when you see that guy as the raw athlete, you go, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like yeah, how many seasons, how many, how many games, uh, especially in those like first two years where he broke off a run for like 75 yards and you go, holy shit, that guy's an athlete. And then you see him make all these terrible runs and decisions all the time. And you go, oh, well, holy shit. He's just, he doesn't have the vision, <laughs> you know? So it, it, that really matters. And if people could see you as the top guy, he just hasn't shown it. Are we talking about Ben Simmons or Miles Sanders? Ah! yes sirianni duck rivers
0: three pointers the end zone he's our guy see see i like this it is uh it's right there it is right there it's the same thing it feels all the same we're already here we're already here taylor's right i don't know how you don't see it i don't know how and and there's the like fan divided like no he's good it's like he doesn't get in the end zone what are you talking about no Well, there's a uh, uh, there's a few people that joined our discord too, uh, that were kind of like right in the middle of that. So appreciate that and and make sure to be a part of the discord, especially when there's training t- camp tweets going on because Turbo Mike has been like the discord reporter in there. and I don't even I don't even go to Twitter anymore because he's like, bang, 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 here's this. There's screenshots. It's great. You just get to sit back, kick back, and enjoy the show, essentially. It's awesome. Yeah, in yeah.
1: Turbo Mike is a legend in the Discord. <laughs> Shout out to Turbo Mike. And also, by the way, John, we're going to run a little contest.
0: Oh, my God, are we going to run a contest? <laughs> Folks, if, uh, if you haven't heard by now, it is our birthday month, and uh, we are going to go super, super wild uh, for all of August because uh, as we get um, our party hats ready, it's time to let you know uh first of all congratulations to our good friend uh jason f and i'm saying f because i forgot your last name it's like fuller except i think there's an f in there uh he, has, he oh, <laughs> i think oh. it is Fulfer. Uh, jason Fulfer was our big winner for the philly sports trips all inclusive giveaway trip um to uh the uh commanders eagles game week three excited to be down there and there's a lot more to come with that too uh so this month we're going well it's our birthday we can't just give away one thing, so we're going to give away a ton of things with the grand prize being a $500 Visa gift card on August 31st is uh, in honor of our birthday, which is on officially on August 26th. Every Thursday this month of the podcast, we're going to just going to give something away from Liquid Death, from Awesome Sauce, from... You know, uh, all of our sponsors, including I believe someone is sending us a birthday present today that we cannot wait to tell you about. So excited for that. But uh, just a whole bunch of things that we're going to give away. And the only thing you have to do is go and subscribe to our YouTube page right now. And if you're watching this on our YouTube page, it's very simple. Subscribe. Notifications on and bell. We, we will, uh, be exactly. Bell turn for the bell. Bell for the right. bell. Good call, Taylor. Excellent. I'm going to use that from, from now on. Uh, and we're going to pick someone at random every Thursday for every prize, and then you're automatically included for the grand prize. So even if you win something, you still have a chance to win the $500 gift card. And if you don't win anything, you still have a chance to win the $500 gift card uh, every uh, every Thursday uh, this week with uh, giving stuff away. And I'm explaining this poorly again yeah. Vince Quinn, well, no, so
1: there we go. It's fine. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's on our website. If, you, if you're just checking out the podcast, yep. bellandthebirdmen.com. You can go right to our YouTube page from there. If you subscribe, we will give you 500 bucks or a whole bunch of other shit. We're giving it all the way. So yes. all you have to do is subscribe to enter. So that's that's one contest. Yes, the indeed. other contest, which will be in the Discord, 53-man roster contest, Johnny Boy. <laughs> let's go. Ring that bell, baby. Yeah. So I made a full sheet. Well, It's very simple. All you're going to do is go to our Discord. We have a channel in the Discord that is labeled 53-man roster contest. You go there, download the form. You fill it out, email it back to us. And by the way, I've not told either of you this, Johnny yes, Taylor. Yes. Very excited. There is an extra point that you can earn Ooh. for the contest, which is all I'll say is X marks the spot. Ooh. So I have no idea what that means. Exactly. So it makes it more you that can, intriguing. You can check it out in the <laughs> Discord. That's where you can go download the form. We're only taking submissions for that until Friday. Yes. So you got until Friday to fill it out. And then we're going to give out the, uh, the prize when the Eagles have their first roster ready a week before their first game. The date is on the form. So go check that out as well. Yeah, so that's a big one. Go get on that uh, right away and uh, just
0: subscribe to YouTube and win free stuff. That's basically all we're saying here. Get on board. And thanks to Nanks, I think, who uh, recommended the, uh, the 53-man roster game. Is that right? Yeah, so, I believe it was him. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of work to be done. So I would say get all your depth charts ready. You know, start reading some uh, more in depth uh, camp reports. And I would say, what are we giving away uh, for that, by the way? Who could say? Definitely a shirt. Yeah, definitely a shirt. Oh, and a prize pack. Let's give away a yeah. prize pack for that of uh, from uh, Awesome Sauce, Liquid Death, Righteous Felon, and a whole bunch of other stuff. We will do that and, uh, and include a T-shirt in that for the winner. And uh, maybe we'll come up with some uh, fun stuff. So sponsors, get on the horn if you like this because our people need
1: some more stuff. That's right. We got a lot of stuff to give away. It's a birthday. <laughs> there needs to be presents. And by the way, with all this YouTube stuff, we have one other little present. Which is a whole other bonus episode that yes. is live on our YouTube channel. Me, John... Tom Brady and all the conspiracies around this new release so we're going to get into all that nonsense make sure you go to the YouTube channel it's the only place we're posting it if you're dying for it we will put it on the podcast feed but we'd like you to go to YouTube subscribe (laughs) you got to convince Taylor you got it Taylor is the one I am the ruler of this that's right (laughs) (laughs) He is the gatekeeper for the feed. You must must appease him. And uh, otherwise, yeah, you got to go to YouTube. But again, that's your chance to get 500 bucks. Yeah, it is. So that's all coming up. John, I'm glad I got to yell at you a little bit today. Uh, And I hope that people realize you're wrong. I am too.
0: And they're going to realize you're wronger, which is totally the proper English. And um, I just wanted to kind of wrap up with this because there is – Something that's brewing, I'm a little concerned. Put me on the little concern circle. We mentioned N'Kobi, Dean, right? Yeah. Judging by most people's tweets, most people's reports, not exactly standing out early in camp, I I would put myself in the a little concerned service area.
1: Yeah. Is okay. That,
0: is that a little concerning to you?
1: I, uh, no.
0: Taylor shaking his head no? Absolutely not. not. No? no? No. I think it's a little concerning. We can...
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that sounds like a Thursday. Yeah, it's a it's a Thursday thought. I want flesh just, out
0: those feelings. I, I I by the time you probably hear or see this, he's probably had like twelve sacks, <laughs> so it'll probably be a, a moot point. But I would say it's a little it's a little concerning. It's gonna to me, Nickobe Dean only really works if Jonathan Gannon's defense works. So I think he's like a linchpin for that. And by the way, uh, I just want to note this too as we're going along in training camp. Um. Everyone kind of goes by this, like, it was a good day, it was a bad day, crap, and one of the big questions that has come out so far, and this happens every training camp, is it the defense that's good that's causing Jalen Hurts to cause all these interceptions to them into, or is it the defense that's bad? Here's how you can determine if your team is good or has a chance or not coming out of training camp. And, if, and give the rest a take like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One side of the ball is dominating. That is bad news bears. (laughs) Bad news bears. Little up, little down from both sides. Great news bears. So as long as the offense is kicking the shit out of the defense, the defense is kicking shit out of the offense, there's a chance. But if it's one-sided, you're fucked. That's pretty much it. So as long as it's not like the middle of August and uh, Darius Slay has like a thousand interceptions, I think it's okay, All right. by the way. So calm down. I'm okay with that. Also, Jalen is still gonna make this team, and that's gonna be hilarious. Ew. <laughs> can we can we touch on the tweet? Oh, please. Please. I mean, you, I mean well, Taylor, yeah. What is it, it, is is uh AJ Brown's impact gonna be more on the field or off the field? <laughs> <laughs> Cause it seems like everybody's ready to fire off whenever they want, and it's because of AJ Brown. Yes, and like I, I do what you again, do whatever you feel you want to do. This doesn't help you. It doesn't help anything. It gets your no. it, gets, it Like so, here is what it helps us. It helps, uh, yeah. I'll keep talking <laughs> oh, about you all us. the time. This is great, uh, fantastic. I would love to see where all the drama comes from, but uh, I'm where? Yeah, John Clark just simply simply tweets Jalen Rager with a drop, and several times once again getting out muscled and outmaneuvered for a ball with a DB deflecting it. Bro, y'all got to stop this cap ass shit. <laughs> Who's he capping for? The DB, the 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 I I hate Jalen Rager know.
1: crew. Like we're the constant just... John Clark click machine. Oh I guess. yeah, because you know he's the hot take click artist in this city. Yeah, he's the guy. We all we need to rally up the pitchforks and Jaylen. storm John Clark. Jalen, he lives at an airport. Yeah. He's not doing anything, man. He's just doing the basic <laughs> reporting, man. Like, relax. The
0: basics. Of, like, you couldn't get... Like, he's a touch from, like, where Jeff Saversky used to be. Like, again, Zach Berman, John Clark, Derek Gunn.
1: Yeah, what like the fuck. If this it's is <laughs> if they were fighting like some Marcus Hayes piece, yeah, I get go it. Go for it. You Absolutely, know, Yell at I'll Marcus Hayes. up. Absolutely, Half of his takes I think stink. Yeah, uh, whatever I read usually I'm like, yeah, this kind of stinks. <laughs> so if they want to yell at him, that's fine. But yeah. like, yeah, to, to go after the basic guys that are just yeah. doing the you know brick and mortar reporting, if you will, like yeah. come on.
0: And AJ, here's the guys you should go after: McLean. Fine.
1: How dare you? It always, oh, no. a McLean Legends. AJ Brown. Oh, please, oh, no, oh, that'll oh. happen. That'll oh. happen. That'll happen this year. That's a. That's a lock. Yeah. Why?
0: Yeah, like, why'd you drop that ball or something?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God! It's gonna be so good.
0: <sighs> ah, I can't wait. We've just we've just barely touched the surface on training camp, and there's already like a billion fights that are gonna happen. So. Very excited for that. Very excited to share your birthday with us. Uh, for Taylor Cradatus and Vince Quinn, I'm John Barchard. And we will see you Thursday. And uh, go to YouTube to, uh, you know, for the Brady stuff. Because, it's right, this this birthday hat's going to turn into a
1: tinfoil hat. Okay, bye! Bye!